Hello and welcome everyone. I am Maria Condi, visionary mentor and coach. You are listening to the Love Your Money podcast, a series where we empower women to improve their mindset, remove their blocks and transform their relationship with money. Also, they can live a life of abundance and freedom. You are listening to podcast number number five. Today we are talking about 12 ways to save money this Christmas. We are going to jump right into this right away as I have lots to share with you today. And I have to admit that this particular podcast I am doing completely freeform. I usually write everything out. I edit it. I write it. I edit it. And I go through it four or five times, record it six or seven times. And tonight I just said, you know what? Just start talking. You have a lot to say. I've written my sort of basic notes and I have a great handout for you when it's all done. So there's a handout at the end and um, it's got some templates in there that will help you out along the way also. So for me, Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. And for me, it's always been about giving. I love to give. And having said that, for years, I would always spend way too much for the holiday season and then feel depressed in January when the bills start rolling in. The tips in today's podcast will help you prevent from or help you or prevent you from suffering those January uh, bills, blues, I call them. And hopefully have a more peaceful and relaxing holiday when you're um, not all stressed out about everything. The holidays are meant to bring joy and um, have time with family and it's about being happy. And most people get completely stressed out over the holiday season and it's just so not worth it. Anyway, so let's jump right into this. So the first thing on my um, list that I have is to make a list. And I have number one and number two sort of go together. And for me, plan, plan, plan. I plan everything. It's, it's just what I do. I do it for a living. And it helps me be organized, less stressful, saves money. It does a whole bunch of things. And we'll go through those a little bit more in detail. But making a plan. And this is like setting goals. If you have goals and you stick to them, you're going to be successful. And if you have a plan for your Christmas holidays, life is going to be much better. So plan, plan, plan. And the first thing I I get people to do is make a list. So you're going to make a list. uh, This is number two. Just make a list of all the people you need to buy gifts for and include everything. Like for my list this year, I actually don't have a huge family. So I have my daughter and I've got some grandmas and things like that that I buy for. And I have some staff that I buy for. But I also have things like, you know, I have a, two secret Santa gifts I have to buy. They're $10 each. All those things make it onto the list. And if you can, from that list, think about what you're going to purchase that person for that person and set yourself a budget and stick to it. <laughs> that, that's a key thing. Stick to it, which is really hard. And so you might find me jumping around a little bit tonight because sort of all of these things sort of link together. And so I might jump back a little bit uh, back and forth on these. So making a list, put ideas on there and you don't have to sort everything out right away. But as you work through this, it's going to become clearer and clearer as you work through your list and you plan. The other thing I like to plan for myself is um, I plan my whole holiday season. And I actually did this this last weekend. I started a little while ago, but I had to formalize everything this weekend. And I have a kid's Christmas party that I do for my daughter and her friends. I'm also doing, um, I have two really close um, friends, business associates. They're 
you know, co- one's a coach to me. And I have them over for a Christmas lunch every year. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I plan that out. I had set the time. I have to do an invitation. And I set through, um, if I, you know, this year I bought some tickets for going to Cirque du Soleil. I did some various things like that. So I planned it all out on the calendar to make sure I have enough time for everything. I can see everybody I need to see and do all the things that I want to do. And I also make sure that I build in some time just to relax. And I build in time to make sure I can get my Christmas baking done. You know, tonight before I hopped on this podcast, I actually baked my first batch of cookies for the season. So, and they'll go in the freezer and they're done. First, you know, I got three dozen cookies already done. And that's all part of the planning and making a list, checking it twice and making sure that you have you covered off everything. So just let that pl- list sit for a little bit. And it might take a couple days to do, but it will, um, you'll, you'll have a plan in a couple days. It'll all come to you and you'll think of things, whether you're in the shower or driving your car or whatever it is that you're doing, um, these things will come to you. The other thing I do, so number three, is that I plan my menus. And this is what I actually was finishing up last night. So for the kids' Christmas party, I wrote out everything that we were going to do, everything that we were going to eat. And I also did this for my primary baking list. I love to bake. And anyone who's been following me for a while knows that I love to cook. I make a full menu plan for everything that I'm going to do. The women's lunch that I'm having, I've got a menu for that. I have a menu for the kids party and I actually do for my staff I actually do a a great big celebration every year a gratitude celebration for them because they're amazing they make me successful so I put on I always put on this great big sort of brunch and sort of a breakfast I don't know what it is it's lots of food that's all it is (laughs) so I've got the menu set out for that and even for my own Christmas dinner and breakfast for Christmas day I lay everything out and then it's then I and also I do cookie plates for the teachers at school and you know there's there's a long list and sometimes oh I live in a condo so I have strata and everyone in my hallway I have really great neighbors so I actually make little bags of cookies for all these people and it's all about gratitude and giving back it's obviously something I love doing and I've I've done that my whole life it's it's, my, my, it's one of the things I um appreciate and I'm grateful for that came from my mother and I wish I was here to share that with her now because um, she'd love to see me doing that now. That was what she was all about, and I love it. So that was number three. So first one was plan, plan, plan. Second one was make a list. And the third one is plan menus. And number four, we should actually really go at the top, but we'll put it here, is rethink what is really important to you. What is most important? Is it buying a bunch of gifts for a bunch of people you don't even know? Is it about spending time with people? Is it about, you know, just maybe your immediate family? Is it maybe just having rest time? You know, if you're a really busy person throughout the year, maybe Christmas is a time of relaxation for you. So take a moment to actually find out what's really, really important for you and build that into your holiday season. And I also always suggest to you know, as part of the plan is to make sure you have enough time for yourself in there. Christmas is really crazy and hectic and it's meant to be enjoyable. You want to enjoy it. You spend all this time and effort and money to do all this and so many people just don't enjoy it. And I have to admit, my mother was one of those people. She would go, you know, 200% and then, you know, I, we'd have to always have this big, 
usually on Boxing Day, we always had this big open house at our house. And my mom would be passed out in the corner because she was done. Like, she was exhausted. <laughs> Probably from a few drinks, too. But it was also because she was just purely exhausted from all that she did to get ready for these things. So make sure and I'll, I'm going to be doing a podcast on that too um, or a blog one or the other over the holiday seasons on how to care for yourself over the holiday seasons so I'll get into a little bit more on that later on so number five is set spending limits and that was part of your making your list and I have a nice little template that you can download it'll be in the uh, on the website in the podcast notes and that's under Maria condi.com under podcast podcast number five and you'll see a link in there to be able to download this so set spending limits for everything and I try and do this for my menus and for all my gifts anything that I need to attend for just to cover try and cover off the whole thing and you'd be amazed at how much money it takes to run Christmas because a lot of us don't even think about the small stuff you know and we're going to get into a little bit more in a minute on some of the um, how to make this a little bit more time effective and, and money savings on these things. Um, so s- setting spending limits is going to keep you in check and make you realize this is where you know comes back into what's really important to you. Is it really important to you to show your children that you can spend oodles of money and you're going to be completely stressed out in January because you have no way of knowing how you're going to pay for it? Or is it to teach them to be grateful for what they have, show them a little bit of humbleness too to go with it and you know that's that's been a big lesson for me you know when I started out um, being a parent a few years back my daughter's 10 now but when she was little you know I've always had a really good salary I've always been able to do lots and you know when my parents were alive they'd give her lots and she always got lots and over the years you know I realized that this wasn't the way I wanted it to be I didn't want her to be um, I don't like using the word worded spoiled rotten brat because that's not who she, she is and I don't think kids are. It's not their, they didn't get there on their own. It's um, But having that entitlement is maybe the right words for it. That um, just to expect lots of gifts all the time. It's good to expect to receive. It's, you know, I always find it a fine balance between that because obviously being a money coach, you want to learn how to receive well. Um but there's, you know, there's a fine balance of, of where that comes from. Receiving income and receiving money is great, but when it comes to just expecting lots of gifts all the time, you know, that's something to be said about that too. Um, it's a fine line in there. So, you know, think about how you want to, how you, you know, the the other thing I was going to say on this too, is when it comes to your children, they're they're, they're modeling. They're going to model after you. They're going to do what you do. Even if you tell them differently, they're going to follow through what you've done. When they have kids, they're going to be doing the same thing. So think about the legacy you're leaving behind on the money side of things for your children, too. I, you know, this year I, my daughter left me her list and I went, okay, that's doable, that's doable. You know, laptop's not happening. So I walked down her list and, you know, she will get a good chunk of her list, but it was all reasonable things that she was asking for. And some things that weren't and she actually have to admit she actually bought one of the items on her list which was kind of cool she had saved up for that herself and so she got that ahead of time so that was really cool for her so set spending limits is the the gist of number five and stick to it 
And this is going to help you save money over the holidays. And it makes you also think, you know, if you add up your whole list, it's, oh my God, that's a thousand dollars. Well, then maybe you're going to go back and you're going to change your perspective on how much you're spending on a person, what's really important, what's valuable and take it from there. Um, So number six, now this kind of goes into the spending side of things too, is to consider experiences rather than gifts. You know, part of what I try and do with my daughter over the Christmas too is not so much buy a whole bunch of gifts, but give her the experiences. We're going to go see Cirque du Soleil. We check out all the light shows in town. We do um, even the kids' Christmas party. It's, you know, we don't have a family here. So for us, that's a way of her celebrating at Christmas time. And that's, you know, those, those are experiences I'd rather her have as opposed to a new laptop, which she doesn't need because we have tons of technology in our home. So I'd rather give her the experience of those. And you can make your own experiences. And maybe, you know, instead of spending a bunch of money on Christmas, maybe it's you take your family maybe skiing for Christmas or doing something different that's, you know, not so much materialistic, but having time together and doing something together. And number... What number am I? I think I'm number seven now. Um, share the costs of gifts when possible. This is great, especially if you have a big family. It's, you know, when you have, maybe you're buying gift a gift for your parents or something like that. Maybe you all go in together. And instead of, you know, each person spending a couple hundred dollars, maybe you spend, you know, 25 or $50 each. And then you get one nice gift for them. And it can go for your children, too. It can go for, and I've done that with even my mom for my daughter. The two of us would go together and buy something for my daughter, but it's a little bit larger gift. And it saves it saves a lot of money. This I also do this with my, some of my staff, my some of my managers. We actually get together and we actually split the cost uh, for my staff. And it helps a lot across the board. You want to find every little place that you can actually save money. It all adds up in the end. Another great tip, which is number eight, is to make gifts. This is great, especially if you have children. We actually started about, I don't know, about three weeks ago. My daughter got into making soap this year. So we've made, you know, everyone on our list is going to get soap. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get some soap. <laughs> but it was, you know, it gave us time together as a family to actually do this. And it's a great gift. It's less expensive. And it means more to actually give something that you've actually made. We had fun doing it too. You know, there's so many DIY projects out there now. YouTube is amazing. It, you don't have to look far. Pinterest, um, there's lots of places where you can find information to make your own gifts. And you don't have to be super crafty either. YouTube is beautiful. It can get you through just about anything these days. So we are on, what am I on? Number nine, ten, eleven, nine number nine. This is a really different one, and I have yet to perfect this one myself, but um, I like it. And it's give the gift of time. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, maybe that you can do something for someone. And even for myself, on this particular one, I have an elderly friend who, you know, instead of spending a whole bunch of money on her, what I'll probably do is give her a little certificate that says, you know what, you can have me for three hours next Saturday or half a day or whatever it amounts to be, or maybe it's an all-day Saturday you know, she needs help moving some furniture around. She's elderly. She's waiting for a knee replacement, so she can't actually do a lot of stuff. 
And for her, I'm actually going to do, I know this year I will do some baking for her because she actually can't get around, but she likes to, she has a grandson and grandchildren, great grandchildren actually. And she won't have time to do that. So when they come over, at least she'll have some, some goodies to give them. Of course, for me, everything is, you know, focused around food. (laughs) So those are just some ideas on that. And maybe, you know, if you're a caregiver, you like to babysit, um, or if you're a single person and you like to spend time with children, it gives you an opportunity to spend some time around kids. And so giving the gift of time can be awesome. You know, as a single parent, if somebody gives me the gift of time to look after my daughter, I am in like in heaven. It's an amazing gift to me. And it means more to me than anything you can actually ever buy me. So that was number nine, I think. Yeah, number 10 is start early and keep a gift cupboard. This is the first year where I haven't done this, actually. Well, I'm early compared to most people, I have to say, because I started this last, about a month, well, I started about three or four weeks ago. I'm usually done in September. My daughter's birthday is in September, so I actually end up buying a whole bunch of stuff at, at that time. I usually try and get, there's a toy store by our home. When she was younger, they'd always have a special sale, and at a certain, it was always around, tw- close to her birthday. So I would stockpile on everything, get everything on sale, and then I just put half of it away for Christmas. And that um, saved a lot, but it also spreads the money out too. A lot of people, you know, when you try and do it all in the month of December, and a lot of people do it all on one payday right before Christmas, and then, you know, it takes a lot of money sometimes if you have a larger family, if you're doing lots, if you give a lot, then, you know, then you find yourself into credit and you're, you know, then you're into January, you know, having the bills to look at in January. Or even just, you know, not having enough to do what you want to do. This gives you an opportunity. So if you're starting in September, and some people start even earlier than that, and just keep it in a gift cupboard. I have a friend who actually does this all through the year. Whenever she sees anything that she likes for any reason, if it's a hostess gift for somebody, for anything, she keeps a closet of these things. And they're just ready to go. She actually entertains a lot. and She also goes out a lot. She's, you know, quite the extrovert. So for her, this works out really great. So she just has this cupboard, and if she needs to go to a party on Saturday night or whatever's happening, she goes, opens her cupboard, and she's always got a gift in there for somebody for something, whatever it is. She has an emergency birthday gift. She's got one in there. Don't recommend that. She, uh, <laughs> she, she's like a shopaholic, so it's, um, but, you know, if you do it responsibly, it can be a really great thing. And then you're not rushing out, spending too much money at the last minute and not being prepared for anything. So she does this when she, you know, when she sees something that somebody would love and it's not expensive and sh- or she gets a good deal on something, she'll buy two or three and put them away, which I think is a great idea. Um, which leads into number 11 is research for the best price on your computer. So, be f- you know, make your list and look around, do some shopping around, if, especially on electronics and things like that. Maybe you're going to hold out to Black Friday or... Um, any, you know, sometimes you you might know when things go on sale and watch out for those, look for them to be on sale, save the money where you can. And that helps when you're doing lots of planning and you're trying to do things ahead of time. If you have this gift covered, if you know ahead of time what you need to get, you can get it when it's on sale. So, and then you're doing it over a whole, like over a longer period of time. So it's not as hard to actually pull all this together at the last minute. Then you, you know, you're stressed out. You're trying to um, look for something, and then they're out of stock, and then you end up spending way too much money because it's just it's not happening. I'm a big giver also of books for Christmas, and I know Chapters every year has a 25% off. Chapters is equivalent to um, Barnes and Noble in the states, 
And so chapters is, is the Canadian equivalent. And so, you know, once the, once a while, once every once in a while, they have this 25% off day where you get 25% off in the store. And that's a great time for me to stock up on any gifts that I want. And also for a few more books for myself, but it's, um, it's great as a starting point, especially for my Christmas holidays or Christmas giving. And the last, but not least, and then probably one of the most important ones is, so you go through all this work and you make all these lists and you come up with all these great plans and you got it all laid out. The next last number 12 is to stick to all your plans for spending. And I know you can't always go through everything exact. And if you have children, they'll might change their mind 35 times before Christmas. But do your best to stick to your plans as close as possible, especially when it comes to the money. If you allocated $50 for a gift for a particular person, stick within that. If it's $10, stick within that. Don't go to 15 or 18 because, you know, I can figure out what I wanted for 10, so I just went to 18 instead. If you do that everywhere, you're going to be crying the January blues when they come around and not very happy with yourself in the end. Um, So yeah, those are the 12 ways I suggest for saving for Christmas this holiday season. I've also, um, so in the um, handout I built for you, so I labeled out all these 12 so you didn't have to take notes for any of this. They're all there for you as little reminders. I've also made a holiday gift list on there, which has got the person and you can put next to it what you're going to purchase for them, how much money you're going to spend and a little check mark if you've actually purchased it so you can know what you have to pick up and what you've already done. I also gave a template in there for a holiday menu. So you can plan out some of your holiday menus. You can just print that out for yourself. And it's all in a little PDF for you. And this is the first of some holiday season uh, blogs and podcasts I want to bring to you. And if you haven't already subscribed to my newsletter, I suggest you do that because I'm going to be putting some Christmas recipes in there. You can reach me at um, www.mariacondi.com. And I'm also on Facebook under Flourish and Freedom. And where else can you catch me? The Freedom Lounge, which is the, um, that is a closed group for women that are trying to improve their money mindset, get out of debt, have a better relationship with money. It's a closed group where a little more intimate setting that you can talk about things that are going on personally with you. And I think that's about it for today. I'm so glad that you have joined me today and grateful that you've hung out right to the end here. Thank you so much. And I'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care. Have a great night.